This social jello episode is brought to you by Blueberry. Check out Blueberry for all of your internet broadcasting needs or uh, if you want to check out Social Jello with Angelo. Jeez, I really hope that you want to check out Social Jello with Angelo, being that you're listening to the show right now. Um, check it out at www.blubrry.com. Um, also, if you want to check out my podcast on iTunes, it's there too. It's also on my website at www.socialjello.com. And finally, last ad. Here we go. Oh, ooh. There's two more ads. I'm sorry. I just realized that I'm also on Player FM. Um, check out Player FM. I didn't even know they had me. That's at uh, HTTPS really long hyphen slash slash player dot FM dash series dash pad. Uh, not dash. The, the slash slash backslash front slash slash how you want it but check it out um i'm on player fm and you can get my podcast there as well last one here we go the last one is the kobe fight network come it out uh we just did our tournament uh as you know i like doing martial arts i do kajakembo i coach mma and stand up along with kickboxing at the Kobe Fight Network in Japan. Kobe, Japan, come on out any Sunday, 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 Sunday. <laughs> uh, we train at 7 o'clock uh, at the Oji Sports Center. If you want more information on that, check out www.kobe-fighting.net and you can see our schedule in English. And if you can read Japanese, then you are very, very smart. And probably too smart to be listening to my show. But either way, um, just kidding. I know you all are very intelligent people to listen to my show. But I also know that there's some pretty average intelligent people. And sub-average. Doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't discriminate. Whether you're smart or dumb or cool or a geek, I don't care. Thanks for listening to Social Jello. If you want to do some no-gi jujitsu... Come train with us. We have one of the finalists from the Kansai area. Kansai, if you don't know, in Japan, there's Tokyo, which is like the Kanto area. And then there's the Kansai area, which includes the west, east, eastern area of Japan. Places like Kobe and Osaka. But there's a giant section region if you will there's like three major regions in japan and our no-gi jujitsu instructor made it to the finals and that guy didn't even train for it because he had to work and he's not a professional fighter he just jumped in for fun and took second amazing and yeah he does know what he's doing so please come out and check it out um today for social jello i interview the a really interesting podcast with Samantha Hull, um, and it's about cyberbullying, how far some people take it, and um, and I and she had some really she had a really great story to share about how cyberbullying escalated for her and her family. I interviewed her and her husband. He comes on a little later in the show. I hope you enjoy it. This is Social Jello with Samantha. How's it going, everyone? What's up? 
So today I'm interviewing, uh, interviewing, fuck, sound like I got fucking marbles in my mouth. Um, I'm interviewing Samantha Hall, 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 is it? I'm sorry. It's Hall. Hall, Samantha Hall. Um, are you okay with me saying your name? I should have asked you that earlier. Yes, that's fine. All right, cool, cool. Um, and, uh, uh, real quick, the way I met Samantha, um, as, as many of you may know, I have my public profile where I ask questions about social issues and uh, Samantha was is one of my uh, friends on that profile and and uh, she had a pretty interesting story about uh, about some issues she's been dealing with living uh, living in a predominantly red state and uh, I asked her to be on the show. Uh, so thank you very much, Samantha, for, for jumping on. Um, yeah, thank you for asking me. Oh, yeah, no problem. I guess uh, if for start, to get started, uh, when I was talking to you off air, you were telling me about how you, um, you originally you used to do, or you still do, uh, radio internet, or you used to do your own show. Can, can you... Uh, Yeah, no. You're not even in the States? No, okay. no, actually. Um, so I know, 
Oh, no, no. Go, go ahead. Okay. Okay, sorry. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of cities and areas have, like, local groups that are just really for, like, um, discussing things that go on, the community, go on in the community. And um, I had joined a group last year that was a local group to my area. Um, the name of that group was Treasure Coast All Incidences. And um, it mainly started out as just a group for, like, you know, people would post news-worthy type things that were going on in the community or um, share GoFundMe pages, things like that. Um, I guess around, um, you know, the campaigning time, it became a very politically charged um, group, and it was very much majority um, Trump supporters. Um, I didn't really understand the group if I was ever in it, but I had... um, at a couple points, I was very vocal against things they were doing personally. To I'm, I'm sorry, can, can you... They had kind of verbally attacked a Muslim woman who was in the group just for being Muslim, you know, and, and making some pretty harsh, misquoted statements about her religion. And, um, and because I kind of stepped in and, you know, vocalized my concern about it and corrected them on the things they were saying, I kind of became a, a mini target. Um, but nothing really bad came of it. It was more of just like every once in a while they would like, you know, maybe troll my page or if I had a public live feed, they would get on there. But um, they... I guess maybe, I don't know who in the group, it's a group of thousands of people, I guess some people were more extreme in the group than others, started to research me and found out who my husband was and researched the things he said online, and um, especially during campaigning time, my husband was very vocal um, against the Trump campaign, Um, and we kind of, I'd say, I don't like using labels, but we're definitely pretty liberal in our beliefs, in, um, you know, understanding of everyone and, um, you know, anybody or treating anybody unfairly because of their religion or, you know, their sexual orientation or whatever. And um, it it really, I'd say for a month or so, it was very just like um, entertainment trolling for them, you know, just kind of being harassing, but it wasn't anything that would really affect your everyday life. but things started to get pretty extreme to where they were starting to get involved because they were all local people, you know, people within like a 40 mile radius. It started to, to become very involved in actual real life situations. Um, so it was, started out that I, I'll go ahead. So, so it kind of started as a, as cyber bullying. If I get, if I, if, yeah. if I, if I get this correct, where, um, and a lot of people take cyber bullying, in my opinion, they take it too lightly. I've already there's already yes. been several studies that have been conducted in from from a psychology perspective on cyberbullying and its effects on um, self esteem, its effects on 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 how it can how it can like you just mentioned how it can reverberate and come back into into actual uh, into actual real life bullying. Um, how it can kind of turn to a full circle, start off as just, like you said, as just, uh, I don't know if there's such a thing as, as innocent trolling, but, <laughs> but it, it can start off as, as a game 
as something that people kind of see as a, as a joke online, but eventually it can escalate into something that you're mentioning now. Um, yeah, definitely. I think there's a, there's quite a bit of people who feel like the internet is almost like a mask or like, you know, like a protective layer where they can kind of be like these mean, vindictive people online and it really doesn't affect them, them in real life to be that person. You know, they could be, um, you know, a lot of these people that are involved in this stalking situation are very prominent people in the community. I mean, like school teachers, cops, you know, all, you know local politicians, um, just people who you would never expect to involve themselves in something that could potentially, you know, they could lose their jobs over or lose their reputation over. Yeah, I think it has to do with this thing where people kind of don't, I don't know, they, I feel like a lot of people kind of, they haven't really, um, I always, you know, it kind of goes with this, this concept that I've had conversations with my friends um about how people view the internet still even though we feel the internet uh is is has been around for a while relatively when you look at human history um there really it really hasn't been around that long um yeah like this this whole idea of being able to communicate with people anywhere around the world instantly uh the the kind of access that we have thanks to social networks and like Facebook and Twitter has has really given us this new thing where we can kind of talk to people and interact with them but many people still haven't socially grasped it as real some have some have but but many of them are kind of treating it like a video game and they kind of forget yes. that there's that there's real people at the other end there's there's real people communicating and um and it's not a game even though it seems like a, a video game it's not a game at the end you are when you when you start going after someone online you, you know you, you're um you there is another person at the end of that of that computer screen or at the end of that smartphone i think a lot of people forget that yeah um so i'd say that like the real life the you know like the real stalking that really started to affect us in real life um, started after this incident, I'll explain. Um, we lived in a pretty country town um, for the last couple years. Just We moved out of a more metro area because of pricing. Just, you know, it was more affordable to live in the country. And um, we've, for the last 10 years, how we've made our income, um, besides like eBay and Amazon, is, you know, during Florida season, we would sell things at the flea market. Um, so we had decided um, this past year to try out the local flea markets where we lived. And um, this was actually pretty close to election time. And I was actually assigned as um, my county's, I was in charge of Jill Stein's campaign in my county. Oh. Um, uh, we had um, just one, one weekend, we, it was like a Saturday, we showed up at the local flea market. It was called the Big O in Okeechobee, Florida. And um, as we're setting up in the morning, we realized they were setting up a Trump booth, like literally like at the next um, booth next to us. And so we took it upon ourselves to put up our Jill Stein signs. Um, and my husband had like a stack of like pamphlets he put on the table. Um, we didn't really have any problems. Uh, the owner and the manager of the flea market had made a couple 
comments about it, but it, we didn't think it was a situation where it was like going to arise into a problem. So they're like, well, you know, they have a Trump booth. Why can't we have Jill Stein stuff out? Um, it kind of escalated out of nowhere. We had the owner show up to our booth and basically tell us, uh, I'm sorry, what's up? Oh, no, no problem. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. My husband was just trying to make sure I was telling you the incident correctly. Um, okay. <laughs> the owner actually came up, first of all, and told my husband uh, that to take the signs down or something like that. And my husband was like, um, no. And he pulled out his camera and kind of st- he started to go live on Facebook just because, you know, just we weren't sure what was going to happen with the incident. Um, a f- few minutes later, they actually came back and they were going to kick us out of the flea market and so my husband uh, again put his camera on live on facebook so that we could you know have the whole situation recorded and it got pretty bad like to the point where the cops they called the cops after like getting in our faces i had some lady assault me and they were screaming that they you know um that we were going to go to jail and all this other craziness and um how he was a millionaire and the cops would side with them. And, um, so the, when the cop, the first cop that showed up and this is all like, we still have the videos of all this. Um, when the first officer showed up, he was very much a Trump supporter and was like kind of treating us like really badly. And, um, we did actually have a gentleman there, a Mexican gentleman who was like a witness to the whole situation who wanted to speak to the officer and explain, you know, like we had done nothing wrong. Like, um, he spoke very broken English and the cop really didn't want to talk to him. And luckily when backup showed up, it, it was, um, a Hispanic officer who showed up and he kind of like got a short rundown of the situation and he like de-escalated it and was like, this is total bullshit. Like, this is a ridiculous situation. I don't even know why we're here. And, um, I, I wouldn't say like he exactly sided with us, but he was like, there's no way I'm taking these people to jail because they had, you know, like a different um, presidential candidates, you know, like paraphernalia. Yeah. Um, well, a- after that incident is when, you know, because we already had people from that local group kind of like, you know, trolling us and following things we were posting, um, they got a hold of the videos and started sharing it and, um, the video got a lot of attention, but it was mostly negative attention. Um, and that's where the real life stalking started to escalate to, um, I'd say we, we ended up moving out of that area, um, for financial reasons. We ended up moving in with a family member, um, and we went back to actually working at a flea market that we had been going to for about 10 years. Every season we were there for 10 years. We got along with everybody there, the owner, all of the vendors. Um, and, um, these people actually reached out to the owners of the, uh, flea market and sent them the videos of the Trump incident. And we were actually banned from that flea market because we were anti-Trump. And, um, it was kind of a situation where we, you know, we tried to bring attention to it. Like, this is kind of like really discriminatory. You're, you're banning us not for doing anything wrong, but because we don't like Trump and you support Trump. And, um, it was kind of a situation where they're like, well, we have plenty of, um, 
signs up everywhere that we're allowed to be in anyone for any reason. We don't even, we could, it could just be because we don't like you. Um, so it kind of, that really hit us, um, in real life because of finances. Like that was the majority of our income. Uh, and from there, it just got worse and worse to where we had hundreds of people every single day. Anytime, like we would go live, my husband would go live daily, you know, on just political issues or things, social issues. And these people would be, be there every day doing whatever they could to constantly harass us. Um, some of them went as far as finding out where we live. And, you know, people we were associated with. You were telling me so, about, about these screenshots? Yes, I was getting messages from some people were people I actually knew and others were just random people I didn't know. Um, through Facebook, they would be sending me screenshots of messages they had been receiving from these different people that were in this group. Um, just, you know, saying things about us, um, negative things about us. I mean... Nothing in particular, but making up crazy allegations. Um, at, at some point, I'm guessing um, they figured out our address possibly through um, like online sale postings. Like if I had posted something on like a local dark sale page, and somebody would contact me to meet up, and somehow they got a hold of our address, um, and then they turn around and use that to try to coerce other people into calling Child Protective Services on us. Um, I had, it, it was getting completely outrageous to the point where um, I was also getting messages of pictures of us in public. Um, one incident we had uh, broken down and we were walking down the street to go retrieve our vehicle and we had people taking pictures of us on the side of the road um another incident that wasn't too long ago we were we were in a in like a craft store and someone had taken pictures of us posted online and it was like almost instantly we were just walking out of the store when we received the message with a screenshot of the picture and um it was like kind of a thread that was in this local group where they said oh uh, they're at the Hobby Lobby in Jensen Beach, Florida, and there was other members saying, okay, let's call the store and say they're shoplifting. Um, my husband, like, immediately ran back in the store to try to locate the person who was taking the pictures, and um, we didn't really have, like, a good photo of the person. I think he he actually confronted her, and she denied being the person, and we kind of walked away before realizing it actually was her. And by the time we turned around, she had already, like, dropped everything and left the store. And really, like, in, in that kind of situation, there's not much, even if, even if they did, uh, and first of, like, first of all, it's really hard because they can just deny it. And, um, yeah. and even if, if you could confront them, it, it, the, the hardest part about it is, is there's really, aside from telling them to stop, it, it's really yeah. hard to... I think you know, like, what were you going to do, like, if, it, you know, if you had confronted them, yeah. he was like, honestly, I was just going to turn my camera on and ask them, you know, if, why were, you know, he didn't have his camera on at the time, he was going to confront and be like, why are you doing this, why are you following us, like, is this entertaining to you to take pictures of my family, like, what's your motivation here, you know, just kind of, like, grill her, like, why are you doing this, um, and that's kind of mostly what, what we really do want out of these people is an explanation for the behavior. Like, do they really think this is okay behavior? 
And I don't want anyone to think that, like, we haven't tried to reach out to authorities about this. We have. Um, I, I had reached out and had the local sheriff's department come out, and I explained the entire situation, showed them evidence, screenshots, everything, and the officer was basically like, well, even though it is a crime in Florida, he was like, this isn't a crime. And when I showed him it was, he said, well, I'm not going to do anything with this. Maybe the state attorney will pick it up, but I doubt it. And that's basically all that came out of it. Even after that, I reached out trying to go over his head, and I couldn't get any phone calls back, nothing. Um, there's a lot of um, law enforcement involved in this group. There's a lot of law enforcement in this group, so there's no telling if when I'm speaking to cops about the situation, if they're, they might even be in the group. Um, we had pretty much confirmation on an officer being in the group um, about a week ago. It was the day before we left that area. Um, we had, we were on live video with it. My husband got it all on video. Um, we had an incident at my mom's house and um, the officers were there it was just a domestic argument we had with my mother before because we were leaving. And um, the officers were kind of like, very, they, they really didn't like want to hear any explanation of what was going on. And um, they had, they, they knew who I was. One of the officers knew who I was. I had actually had a, a non-law enforcement argument with her like a year ago because she used to be my mother's neighbor. And... Um, so she remembered me and everything, um, and nothing really came out of the situation. But later that day, while we were driving around running errands, um, we noticed she was kind of following us. The same officer was kind of following us around, and I wasn't sure, like, at first if we were just being paranoid and she was just in the area. But um, as we were coming back from running errands, my husband had noticed a guy that was standing on the side of the road who immediately, as soon as he seen our vehicle, like pulled out his camera. And so like he had me pull over and he jumped out and he's like, listen, I'm just going to go see and make sure this guy isn't somebody from this group. I want to confront them. And you know, you go ahead and drive, finish driving home and I'll catch up. Well, as I was driving home, I noticed like the officer sped past me and like pulled over in an attempt to like try to cut me off. And I had pulled into a store and turned around to go back to meet my husband. And she again followed me. And as soon as I pulled over, my husband was getting in the vehicle. She kind of locked us in and got out. And as soon as my husband got out of the vehicle, he turned his camera on. And I don't think she knew at first because she was like, what are you guys doing? What's going on? And he said, oh, well, I had gotten out of the vehicle. Um, because this guy had his camera out and I figured he was recording us and, and he's like, to the officer, he's like, you know about Treasure Coast all instances, right? And she's like, yeah, I know. And then as soon as she said that, he said, you realize I'm live on Facebook right now, right? And she's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And she just kind of got back in her vehicle and left. And, um, she had said, I'm sorry, I totally missed this part. She had said to my husband before she kind of left that she, before she left and realized that the camera was on, she had said to him that she had already stopped and talked to that guy and she knew he was from the group. And it was just like an unrealistic, like conspiracy type situation where I'm like, okay, so you know, we have people stalking us and video recording us and it's, you're still messing with us. And, um, after she, like, I real like, like I said, as soon as she realized he was live on the camera, she was like, okay, bye and got in her car and left 
Um, and like since then, I'm trying. I'm sorry, as I'm talking, I'm trying to remember if I'm missing any information. Or oh no, no, that's fine. That, that's fine. Um, um, go ahead. So, so if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, so far everything that you're talking about does fall under cyberbullying. Because as you're speaking, I'm, I'm doing some quick research on what is. What can be brought to court? What can't be brought to court? And um, one of the things that 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 you just mentioned, as far as the well, first of all, with the assault, you said you were assaulted earlier at the first incident at the flea market when you were sitting with your Jill Stout, your Jill Stein signs. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's hard to say. Exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah. and also the Trump supporters were were sitting up their signs, and you were mentioning yeah. how how when um when this was occurring you were saying that they uh they they essentially um assaulted you did they put their hands on you how how if you don't mind yeah, me asking one one, no no problem i had there was one individual who was there it was another vendor who was the manager's mother um had basically just shoved me okay. and um you know, they did try to tell the cops that I assaulted them, and I was like, no, that's not the case. And it was kind of something that, like, I just kind of dropped and didn't talk about because in Florida, most of the time, if you if you say you were assaulted and they say they were assaulted, you're both going to get arrested. So it was better for me to just not go on about the assault situation. Yeah. Because um, it was not really that major. I wasn't injured. And I just was not ready to take the risk of actually getting put in jail over the situation. Um, so, yeah, like, and I know you're saying, like, a lot of it does fall under cyberbullying, which I want to make sure people understand is completely illegal in Florida. There's a statute against cyberbullying in Florida. Yeah, no, and, every, everything um, you're saying, is, as far as all the research I'm, I'm looking at right now online, as far as, um, and, and cyberbullying, like, cyberbullying can just be what you just mentioned like actually with the um with cyber stalking being a a branch of cyber bullying um you know for sure you have the cyber stalking going on the fact that you're receiving pictures and um and for those for my listeners if you want to see some of the pictures i'm going to put them up on my website um as and they'll also be on the youtube clip if you want to jump on youtube and and see some of the pictures that um some of the documented evidence of this um but yeah the, the fact that they're taking photos of you and your family and then posting them online this is this this all goes under cyber stalking um which is also a yeah. branch of cyberbullying it's very blatant cyberbullying you definitely have a case um yeah you definitely have a case for cyber stalking that's for sure that's for sure and then also for yeah. cyberbullying as well if you haven't if you if you've recorded any of their uh, if you've recorded any of them attacking you um, online, then 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 definitely you have a you have a case for cyber cyber bullying as well. Yeah. Um. And so you know we left we left the um we left that area on Thursday, and you know we kind of assumed that. Leaving the area, it would de-escalate a lot of the stalking and harassment that was going on. But um, actually, it's 
increased, which is pretty crazy. Um, we had some issues with our vehicle. We're in a, in a camper. We took all the money we had um, and put it into buying a camper. We got rid of 90% of our belongings, including our vehicle, and got a camper and packed what we could, our kids and our pets, into the camper with the intentions of moving to Colorado. Um, well, those, those plans kind of crumbled as we started to have vehicle problems with the camper. And um, we originally broke down on Thursday evening, and um, we started getting a, a few messages where people were trying to figure out where we were broken down. And um, we got the vehicle started, and we made it to another area, um, which I guess I can, I can mention those areas because... Uh, no, okay, so my husband doesn't want me to mention the area. No, 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 no. I was going to say, if, if the areas um, might give the people that are trying to track you right now, it'll it'll give them, like, uh, some pinpoints to, to find you. I don't mean to yeah. <laughs> scare you or anything. No, no, but yeah, I know you're saying, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we made it to another area, and um, with the vehicle, got it started running, and made it to another area, and um, the following day, broke down again in that area. Well, um... To my surprise, these people were still trying to track us down, and I guess they just were being kind of quiet about it, um, and I only found out because um, an employee at a gas station where we had broken down, and we had been stuck there for over 24 hours, had posted um, in a local, like a local county Facebook group to this, to that area, um, looking for someone to assist us, like someone like, hey, there's this family, their RV is broken down, they don't know what's wrong with it, it's been two days, can anyone help in any way? Um, and we actually had somebody show up, and it was funny because like right when they showed up, I had actually gotten the camper running, and they, they followed us to an auto parts store, and while they were there helping us, I was just talking with the wife, and she showed me the Facebook post, and as she scrolled down the post, I seen our names mentioned. I seen someone that I recognized and had blocked from that Treasure Coast group asking if it was Samantha Hull and Jeremiah Holsclaw. And I like instantly went into a panic and I said, you know, I looked to make sure nobody confirmed who it was or anything. And I said, please do not stay who we are. And I, I tried to like rationally explain the situation, which is very difficult to try to explain a stalker situation um, to people you don't know, especially because you don't you don't even know politically who, wh where their stance is. So trying to say, you know, like, oh, I have these Trump supporters, like, following me and harassing me and trying to find me, it kind of makes you look like a schizophrenic. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, and I think, and I think and like, like um, <laughs> you have, and obviously I, I hear your husband in the background. Would you mind just, just for my own listener's sake, can your husband just say hi real quick? Is that cool? Is he okay with that? Yeah, yeah, he's cool with that. Here, uh, for listeners' sake, they they want wants you to say hello. How you doing? Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, um, I was I was just putting you on the show because I, I I want I want my listeners to 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 know that like I'm talking to a family. I'm not just talking to one person. Um, I'm technically talking. I hear you in the background, like helping put together the story and everything so so i just wanted to put you on so that my listeners know that i'm not just talking to one person but i'm actually talking talking to to uh to a to a couple and and you and you two are sharing your story with me 
when my wife when my wife talks about it, she talks about it because she's afraid that people's not going to believe. I really don't care. I don't care at all. I'm you know very open about what's going on. I'm very open about my uh, I don't want to say political views. I'm against hate, Islamophobia, homophobia, uh, ignorance, um, and we're very very vocal about that. I mean, because of that, these people really do uh, attack to the most of their power they can they can do to us. Um, she she sugarcoats it, uh, but it's. It's, it's bad. Um, I mean, you can check out my Facebook page. I, I go live a lot. I talk about it a lot. I cover it a lot. I take the screenshots and post them um, because, uh, you know, this is something that we've been dealing with pretty much alone uh, for over three months now. That's um, what, that's we've reached out to many, many people. And it, it's it's honestly, it's like they don't want to get involved because they're afraid of uh, their back, you know, getting attacked or do they have family members that are Trump supporters so they don't want to post it on their Facebook and it's truthfully it feels like we're alone in this like like you know like we're outsiders in our own country so that's fucking ridiculous I mean cause like I mean like I was saying earlier um to, to me to me it shouldn't it shouldn't matter like it shouldn't matter whether you you from from again as I was t I was I was talk I was mentioning to your partner I was talking about how um, my background is in psychology so really I'm looking at this from a from just a plain psychological standpoint from a social psychology standpoint from a cyberbullying standpoint your politics shouldn't matter in this situation like whether whether or not you supported you 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 hate Trump or whether or not you supported Jill whether or not you supported Hillary what I want my listeners to walk away from this episode is in knowing that it's it's not okay, no matter what your political views are, it's not okay to use that to harass someone to the point that um to the extent that these these people are doing um it's not it's it's not okay whether whether if the core cause is what a makes it worse. What makes it worse is we can't even contact law enforcement because law enforcement would side with them if not is already with them. Um, like she was talking about the the sheriff. Uh, I have that on live stream. It was on my personal Jeremiah Holtzclaw page. Um, I also have a lot of the stuff on the Thunder uh, God of Awesome page. It's uh, Thunder WFL uh, Facebook. Um, it's Facebook.com uh, Thunder WFL. Uh, you can watch all the videos. I mean, this is these are law enforcement officers involved. So we don't have nobody to call. I mean, we if they was to show up right now, um, I mean, it would. It, I don't. I wouldn't feel safe calling the cops. I, you know, it's we're trying to just be like hid and quiet and not be seen. You know, especially by law enforcement. Um, you know, it's 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 crazy. It really is. No, that is. It's it, very scary. Is what it is. That 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 that's that is that's that's terrifying. And and like like I was saying, um, the fact um, and that's why I wanted you to come on. Um, I, mean, I, I trust everything your, your partner is saying, but I, I, for my listeners, I wanted them to hear. There's two different. There's two different people here. There's, I'm talking. To, I'm speaking to uh, to to a family. Uh, to remind my listeners, it's a family. You know, it's you. It's your partner. How many How many kids do you have? We have two kids. You have two kids, right? Um, and what, what are their ages? How old are they? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, they are 12 and, 12 and 14. 12, 12 and 14. 14. Yeah. And I have a... Um, they're older. They're older. So they're they're, uh, they're getting into political activism. Um, they're both got, uh, you know, stuff that they're passionate about. They're actually getting costumes like their dad. Um, hence the awesome family. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, and that, that, that's what I, like that's what I want to get like what I'm trying to get across to my listeners. Is that I think a lot of times when we hear these stories on the internet, um, we like I was like I was mentioning to your partner how people will get lost looking at the internet. Um, kind of with the anonymity of the internet, people not knowing who you are, it gets easy to see this right. as some sort of video game or some sort of un like virtual reality, and they forget that there's real people, real families being affected by the behaviors of of well, people. There's a lot of people being attacked. I mean, if you look at uh, Shia LaBeouf and uh, his campaign, a uh, campaign, uh, he, uh, he will not divide us. Uh, Donald Trump supporters infiltrated. Anonymous, uh, they infiltrated the uh, 4chan group, uh, and they attacked. Uh, they attacked the whole campaign to the point where it was, uh, you know, news newsworthy. Um, and it, you know, it, it's it's a point now where they basically got into every little kind of group. And these are doctors, lawyers, teachers, law enforcement, uh, you know, ranking high ranking military. These are prominent figures that are acting like children on the internet. Wow. Yeah, and it's, it's scary. It is scary. I mean, there's nothing nobody can do. I mean, it's uh, these people hide behind their computers and they attack people to the point uh, where you know they can they can basically do anything they want to to these people because they're hit far and far away. So no, no I mean, I think it's you, worse than a straight up coming up and bullying somebody. No, it's it's. I think it's uh, one one of the <laughs> things that the dynamics of cyberbullying that's really different from physical bullying is, like you said. If it was if it was just physical bullying, if it was just face to face, traditional pre internet bullying, where if things escalate, things get really bad. Let's say you have a whole small community that's against you, and they're all kind of bullying you because of your um, differing views politically. Um, in those kind of situations, you can always get away. You can move a town over. You can right. move two towns over. But the internet has made it so that these bullies can connect and network with each other to continue to the, the harassment and follow it and follow you where you go. And I think that's, that's the, that's the terrifying part. That's, that's that, in my opinion, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, well, it's making us paranoid. We had somebody reach out to us here that is part of the group and anybody that is part of the group, I'm automatically like, Oh my God, don't talk to them. You know, <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, well, my wife wants to go ahead and explain to that. So let me go ahead and put her back on. Oh yeah. Thanks again uh, for, my, for coming on. <laughs> I hit, hit, hit up my, hit up my Facebook page. Watch those videos. Uh, everything's there. Uh, I do a show. Well, I used to do a show. I've been off it since we've been traveling, trying to get away every night, 10 o'clock on my page, uh, uh eight o'clock on my page. Uh, I might get, as soon as I get a shower, um, and some rest, we're going to be doing the shows again, but here's Sam. Okay. Thank you, brother. Cool. No problem. Okay, so I, I that is a situation I kind of wanted to, or an incident I wanted to explain um, uh, to you was uh, something that happened today, how scary it's got. And we had, I had gotten a few messages where I could tell it was just people trying to figure out where we were. Um, people saying that they were part of the group, but they were reaching out to try to help. So, um, um, so your husband was, uh, your, your partner, whichever, whichever term is, is best yeah. for you. Um, you know, he was just mentioning to me about how how your family's being harassed. And one of the things, one of the takeaway points, the reason I said this in the very beginning, it doesn't matter what your politics are. It doesn't matter whether or not you're a Trump supporter or you're not a Trump supporter. It's it's not okay to to use to to cyber bully. That's I guess that's that's like my main yeah. 
driving point from a psychological standpoint, whether you whether you agree with Trump or not, listening to your narrative, it's not okay to cyberbully an entire to anyone, and let alone an entire family. Um, and you were, yeah. you were you were just saying about how right now it's gotten to the point where now you feel paranoid to talk to people, and it's not just you. Another another thing I want to mention to my listeners is I have a master's in psychology, and it, for those people that might be listening to this and thinking and trying to discredit some of this narrative by saying, oh, she's just paranoid or they're just paranoid, um, it's highly unlikely that two paranoid schizophrenics would end up getting together, having children, and then ending up in this weird situation years later. I, I, from, a, from a psychological standpoint, anyone who might be thinking that, I want to shut that down right now. Second, um, if if you are listening to this narrative and you're trying to find holes um, in this story, what I want to say to you, who to my listeners, to my watchers, is you may you are you are subconsciously engaging in victim blaming. This is this is this is something that people yeah. tend to do. Um, I said I say subconscious because some people oh. they, they they some people do it consciously some but many people don't really they, they can't really figure out that what they're doing is they're uh, they're trying to kind of listen to someone's story and then find for reasons well the reason you're a victim like if you're trying to say oh well the reason that happened was and honestly victim, we've heard that we've heard that directly as uh, I mean it's like an everyday thing we see in the in comments that will be left about us is oh, well, if you weren't being political on the internet or if you weren't doing these live videos or maybe if you weren't so aggressive about your beliefs, this wouldn't happen. That, it's, it's a constant victim blaming. fucking insane because it's fucking America. To... Like, it, it's it, it, you, you have freedom of speech. You're allowed to fucking say whatever the fuck yeah. you want. And, and it's not like you're saying it in a way that is that is offensive you're just you're just saying what you think you just like everyone else it, it shouldn't just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean that it's okay for for you for for you to be bullied to a point from cyberbullying to, to actual bu like physical bullying where you're having to run away from people who are taking photos of you and your family and posting them online that's that's a whole new level that is never justified that is never okay in, in, in my opinion and even um, this afternoon, so we're broken down in a different area now, and it's a—it's not a, like a temporary breakdown. Like, it's our motor is gone. We're we're pretty much in a total screwed situation. And I had gotten a cut. Like I said, I got a couple messages from people who um, I could tell were just trying to figure out where we were. And I kind of, you know, was like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to tell you any information. I just don't want to take any risks. But I had received one message today from a, a woman who <clears throat> said that she lived locally to where we are broke down and that she is a member of this Treasure Coast group. But she was saying her message, I just want you to know the only reason I'm in this group is because my son is a sheriff's deputy there and I use, I, I monitor the group. Um, to get information on what's going on in the community. And she's like, I have seen and followed all of the stalking and harassing that's gone on um, over the months, and I just don't engage. And um, she's, and what really got scary was she said, I'm actually here in the parking lot right now, and I want to um, 
immediately give you guys some food and a little bit of money. And I was like instantly like in a panic, like, oh my God, this woman is here, knows exactly where we are, and I don't know what to do. So I was, even though she was saying that she was reaching out to help, I just kept lying and denying and saying, we're not here. No, we're not here. I don't know, you know, why you think we're here. We're not here. Um, you know, if, you know, I, 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 I appreciate that you want to help, but you know, we're, we're not there. And, um, she ended up, um, just leaving the food she had brought, like leaving it in the parking lot. And, um, after, you know, she had left, oh, can you go out there? Um, after she had left, um, my husband kind of like did some like stalking on her Facebook page and realized, okay, this, this woman is not a Trump supporter. She's very much a Bernie supporter. And for just like, just gathering things she was posting on Facebook, he realized, okay, I don't think she's a threat. I think she's being honest. And I kind of messaged her and I thanked her for reaching out and apologized for being so paranoid, you know, but it was a really scary situation. Like it was like, how, without even contacting me or anything like this woman, how easily she was able to pinpoint exactly where we were. And uh, so that's at the point we're at right now. You know, we're sitting in a parking lot at an undisclosed location, trying to figure out how we're going to fix our, our situation that we're in. And we're still having to put a lot of attention at being paranoid about these people finding us. And, and the reason we're so paranoid is because we don't know what they're capable of. You know, we don't know if they're going to like try to send law enforcement out here or send child protective services or physically harm us. (laughs) You know, we just don't know. Yeah. And, and it's sad that like you, like you mentioned this last person who reached out to you, she was, she was actually just trying to help, but you're at a point where you're not sure who to trust and and you find yeah. yourself just just suspecting everyone with um you know in, in in all honesty you have you have all the reason to be suspecting everyone um so yeah. i guess i guess um i'm almost closing up on my hour here but what i wanted uh-huh. to, what i wanted to kind of ask you uh first of all if um or let my listeners know there's there's a uh there's a gofundme account if you want to help out uh the Samantha Hall and and her husband and their family they they have a GoFundMe account to try to get them to out of the situation they're in right now with their with their car broken down and it's going to be on my notes and i guess my question to you would be what what is what is what is the goal from here like where 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 do you want to go from here like what would be the what would be the I don't know. What, what what would be what would be the, what would be a, a a reasonable outcome from this situation for you? Um, I guess. Um, well, physically, our goal is to actually, you know, we're trying to get across the country to Colorado. But uh, I guess like a um, social and mental outcome from this, we're hoping is to try to gain some attention enough that it can maybe um, slow down. Or, you know, even completely get rid of the amount of harassment we're dealing with. And um, that's pretty much it. We've just had such a hard time over the last, you know, few months um, getting the attention 
to this we need. And um, just, I know you mentioned the GoFundMe, and I want people to know you can actually look on the GoFundMe. We left all the comments on there. There is a ton of the stalkers leaving harassing comments on can, the GoFundMe. Can account. you block them on the and GoFundMe? We um, it's not really something you can, I don't think you can block them. Wow. Um, I think all you can do is delete a is delete a comment, but they can go right back and keep commenting, post another. So we decided just to leave them up because you know what, yeah. whatever. It's more evidence, you know, people, if anything. Yeah, exactly. It's more evidence for people to see what we're dealing with. Well, I'm really sorry to hear that you're dealing with that. Um, what I, I guess, um, just off the top of my head, um, I know I used to, uh, a long time ago, I used to be in a band. Long story short, we took a camper across country. Oh, it was an older camper RV trailer. And anything I discovered driving that RV around um, is that it can get really expensive. And it can get really tough to maintain an RV. Um, I, I remember that was one of the issues that, that came up when I was dealing with that. So, um, I don't know if it helps, but if, if all else fails, you need to get the hell out of there, you know? And yeah. if all else fails, if you can get enough money to at least get a small, reliable vehicle to get you to your destination, or, or even a, uh, or even a reasonable amount of money to take a plane and just leave, um, I hope, I hope that I hope that that you have all your options on the table out there to get out of there because I think that's in my opinion that should be the number one priority is getting out as quickly as possible yeah uh, exactly that's kind of our, our thing is our, our plan right now is we're hoping that we could try to repair the situation um, and if we can't get the situation handled in the next week, then our, our plan B is to get rid of the camper, get rid of what we can, and try to get enough money together to get, like, a van or something that we can fit all of us and the pets in and just go, you know? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I guess it would be a lot more realistic to be able to repair any minor problems in a regular vehicle than a camper. Yeah, it is. And, I, and that's what I actually ended up happening is we had so many problems with that RV camper in our in our tour that by the time we were done we ended up getting rid of the getting rid of the camper and just getting a, a van because it, it, it had it had the room for all of our equipment and the gas and the gas alone because the gas for an RV is expensive so like at the end yeah. of the day just uh, the the affordability of a of a camp of a, of a van of a van actually became a lot more economically um, sustainable. If I know you're closing in on your time, but if I could briefly explain the logic behind we, us deciding to do the camper, it was we had a choice with what little money we had was to either buy a reliable vehicle and go across the country and end up with just the vehicle and nowhere to live or use the money to get a camper hoping we'll make it and then at least it's something to temporarily like live in until you know we were financially able to find better situation and that was the logic behind getting the camper and using the camper was okay it's like a car and a home <laughs> yeah i don't know that, that's but that's now, that's that's the uh, that's that's exactly home. that's what we, <laughs> i understand the logic like i like we like i said um when when i was when we were planning on doing the whole thing when i when i was in the band and we chose an rv over because we had the choice back then an rv or a van and we picked the rv for the same 
what we felt was the same logical explanation where we can pay a bunch of money for lodging or we can actually have a place that we can that we can lodge in and camp out and it should be in the long run we felt that we thought it would be cheaper um but yeah i, I totally understand the logic behind it um but i hope that at but this honestly, point you can either way either way if we can get some because no matter what we end up deciding to do definitely need some help if anybody does find it in their hearts to reach out to us so <laughs> yeah no definitely and again my listeners um check out the gofundme account um ignore the negative comments and uh and just uh help them however you can i'm going to put this up on the notes on the on my website as well as on my facebook page so keep an eye out for that um did you have anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up no, that's it. I just want to thank you for inviting me on and let me tell my story. No problem. Thank you for being on and being so honest and candid along with you, with your um I, I he was he said his name really briefly, but Jer um Jeremiah Holesclaw. Jeremiah Holesclaw. All right. But, and his activist page is Thunder God of Awesome. Okay. That's www.thunder t h u n t h u no, it's not. It's not going to be. It's not a direct website. It'll just oh. be on Facebook. It, oh, it's okay. Facebook it, under Facebook. The URL. The URL on Facebook is facebook.com forward slash thunder wfl. Okay. And um, he just wanted me to say. He wanted me to say his last word is, um, "Love is the answer." <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to end it. <laughs> Love is definitely the answer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, to my listeners, to my viewers, um. Love is the answer. Uh, no matter where you stand on this, whether you are a Trump supporter, a Hillary supporter, a Jill Stein supporter, uh, I don't know if, if I don't know if the the uh, the Libertarian Party, Gary Johnson supporter, I don't know if those are even around. But no, it shouldn't matter what your politics are. Um, really, we should we should be supporting each other. If if the whole mantra right now with the whole Trump thing is make America great again then let's make America great and let's support each other no matter what our political views are. All right, so thanks yeah. for checking out Social Jello, and I'll catch you all next time. Peace.